You're listening to a message from Victory Church of the Bay Area. For more information, please visit us on our website at victoryus.org. Morning once again. Uh, welcome to Victory Church of the Bay Area. For those of you who were here for the first time, I'm not the pastor, okay? Praise God. And uh, our pastor is still uh, uh, out, he, but he'll be back next week. I'm only one of the elder, okay, not, not a title, okay, but I'm the older one. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I just turned 50 and I was so proud because, because I thought I'm going to have a discount, you know, on, on uh, Goodwill. Or, but uh, my wife told me, you need to be 55, so I have to wait five more years. <laughs> and then I talked to Bob earlier and he told me, oh, you're 50, you need colonoscopy. So I'm thinking, oh man, <laughs> I have to do that. Huh? Anyway, uh, we have a new series this week. Uh, actually, it's a series break. <laughs> uh, our last, uh, pa- last part of the series was preached by Pastor Eman there. He, actually, he was the husband of Pastor Michelle. Okay? So that's why they're both anointed. Uh, they told me, can you use the, what do you call that? The lapel, and I told them, no, I want the anointing of Michelle here. So, and besides, I might be able to dance, so, if I don't have anything, so. Anyway, I just want to make you happy, because I'm, I want to remove my nervousness, too. Okay, so, and I'm thinking uh, what, you know, it's really sometimes hard to do a serious break, because, you know, when you have a series, at least you have something already, you have the verse, and that you just need to study, <laughs> But if you have, I mean, if you're a serious break, you have to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want your people to hear today or this, this coming Sunday? And so it's kind of hard. <laughs> uh, but I believe that, uh, you know, the Lord uh, gave me this word, although it's really hard. <laughs> and I, and uh, in fact, I told the Lord, Lord, can I change it? <laughs> because it's hard. Can I get something that I did many years before? But this is the one that the Lord told me, and uh, I titled it R&R. You know R&R? When you think of R&R, what do you think? Rest and relaxation, okay? <laughs> or rest and recreation? Or rock and roll, okay? <laughs> now, actually, there's a lot. I googled, okay? So if there's really some words for R&R, and for the military, it's rest and recuperation. Okay, for the writer, it's read and review. Okay, so that when you submit to the editor, the editor will say, revise and resubmit. Okay? And then those administrators, it's role and responsibility. So there's really a lot, okay? But for our text today, it's, it's kind of spiritual, okay? <laughs> it's revelation and rest. And I want you to all stand up so that we will read the passage. And it's found in Matthew chapter 11. Uh, start in verse 25 to verse 30. Okay, let, let's read. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the, the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. 
Verse 28, Come to me, all who labor and are heavily laden, or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Holy Father, we welcome you in this place. Thank you for gathering us in, in this place right now. And Lord, may it be that uh, you'll you're be the one, the Holy Spirit will be the one who will teach us your word. I pray that you open our hearts to you. Make your word come alive. The scripture says that the word of God is living and active. And it cuts even to the dividing soul and, and spirit, joints and marrow, judging the thoughts of every heart, Lord. May it be that uh, Jesus even will be lifted up to the glory of the Father. For your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, you may sit down. Okay, so it was, this passage is actually a very popular, okay, popular verse, especially the last, I think last three verses, you know. There's a popular song in the Philippines. I don't know if you heard that. It's only in the Philippines, okay? <laughs> so if you're not a Filipino, sorry. But it's a popular song that I think we even sang in the churches before. No, I'm used to play guitar in, a, in our Catholic church. And that's the highlight, okay? When you want the song that will really touch the people's heart. You know, it's Basil Valdez. And, and, and he said, cast your burdens upon me. Those who are heavily laden. Okay. So, it's a very popular, and at the same time, it's a very rich passage, really rich. Uh, you can study word for word, and you can get a lot of things. And, you know, I really don't know if I can do justice in, in one hour, or maybe just 30 minutes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's go back to the text. It says, at the time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and reveal them to little children. And by reading that, you have a difficulty. You, you think, Lord, what's these hidden things? Okay, if you just read that passage starting from that verse, you will think, and what's that hidden things anyway? Okay, what is it? And so we have to go back to the story, okay, to the previous verses. And we'll go back to actually to the beginning of the chapter in Matthew 11. Verse 2, you will see, now when John, okay, John is his cousin, John the Baptist, okay? He started the Baptist church. Now actually, no, 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 I think the better one is John the Baptizer, okay, because he baptized people. And then uh, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? You know, John the Baptist is, you know, he's the forerunner of Jesus. He prepares the way of the Lord. And, but, but this time, during this time, he was in prison. And maybe, you know, he, he wants to do more. But Herod uh, imprisoned him. And so, I don't know, maybe he's getting his, some doubts. That's why he sent his disciples, are you the one who is to come? And it's interesting that Jesus didn't say, Tell, tell John, don't worry, okay? Uh, I'm the one. Uh, you, your understanding is wrong because, you know, that time, during that time, when you say Messiah, the, the thinking of the Jew, Jewish people, is not really some, 
the Messiah like Jesus Christ. It's more of a full political leader, okay? Like in the mold of David, who will overthrow those foreign inv invaders, those Roman uh, invaders, and set up a new kingdom. That's, that's, their, that's their view. And so it doesn't make sense to John. Okay, why I am, I thought that we're ushering the Messiah, but why am I here? In prison. And Jesus didn't say, tell John that he's, he is mistaken. No, he, he, look what he said. And Jesus answered, then go and tell John what you hear and see. Verse 5, the blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus uh, told him that uh, to prove that he, is the, the, he was the Messiah is by the works that he did. <laughs> that in fact, he is not here to overthrow the Roman emperor or the Roman empire, the Roman invaders. But he, he is actually ushering in a new kingdom to overthrow the kingdom of darkness. He's ushering in the new kingdom. He's the kingdom of God. And that's what he's saying, okay? Tell John, this is what's, what's happening. Before, people are hopeless. Like Michelle said earlier, there's no hope. But now there's hope because of the works that I'm doing. And that goes to show that I am the Messiah. I'm the one you're waiting for, John. But unfortunately, you know, you know there are people that, you know, they, they experience a lot from... They have a lot of experiences, but they miss the point. Okay, I think that's what uh, Jesus is saying, they, that it was hidden to them because they are so focused on the miracles. They are so focused on the things. They're not focused on Christ. They lost sight of Christ. If you read uh, the, the next following verses, when Jesus even denounced the cities, okay, where most of his mighty works had been done. He said, Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For the, if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable than the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would remain until this day. The, the purpose really of those mighty works is for people to have a repentance. And repent is actually the, the change of mind. You know, when it comes to revelation, okay, my, uh, actually I have two points. That's why R and R, there. number one is revelation. And when it comes to revelation, uh, let me continue the, the word of Jesus here. So he said, Yes, Father, uh, and reveal them to little. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The re revelation is always about the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father is, wants to reveal His Son to us, to the world. It's not about techniques. 
It's not about those things. It's not even those miracles. Some people, they, they're so focused on that. They experience a lot from the Lord. But they don't have the revelation of who He is. We need to have a revelation of Jesus Christ as the Messiah for John. But for us, you know, like what Michelle, I, I like what she said. Her revelation is He is the hope. And it's a revelation, okay? When you say revelation, you cannot really study, okay? Sometimes we think we can study, I'll study hard, I'll study the Bible. But there's a lot of scholars. Okay, they're biblical scholars. They're really, you know, studying the Bible and yet they miss Christ. In fact, the reason why they don't have faith is because of they study the Bible. <laughs> we can read the Bible and yet miss the person. Remember, Jesus is the Logos. He is the revelation of God to us. Now, God will give us wisdom, okay, when it comes to, you know, to, to spiritual things that we do. He will give us wisdom. But when it comes to revelation, it's all about His Son. His Son, Jesus Christ. What is your revelation of Jesus Christ? Now, now, now uh, Jesus uh, mentioned two kinds of people, okay, here. Hidden these things to the wise and learned or understanding. Okay? It was hidden to those who are wise and understanding. Or maybe I think the better one is they, they think they are wise. And most probably these are those, especially those Pharisees. You know? They've been with Jesus. Imagine they've been walking, they've been hearing. The very voice of Jesus Christ. They've been seeing all those miracles that He did. The compassion. And yet, it's still hidden. And I, I just, uh, you know, just wrote down three things. That why? It's, number one is pride. And you know, you think you're wise. You have, you're pride. You have pride. Okay, these Pharisees, they, they're saying to Jesus... Hey, what, on what authority? Who gave you the authority to do those things? You know, we are the authority. And we didn't give it to you. So who's authority? That's why they can see. They're so proud. They think that the authority comes from them, but real authority comes from God. Amen? And God alone. And then they have unbelief. You know, when imagine they, they've seen a lot of Jesus' miracles and yet they said, show us a sign. Remember in John? Show us a sign in heaven and we will believe. When all these times Jesus has been doing signs after sign, you know, when John, in the book of John, his miracles are called signs. And that's why Jesus said, though, no, no, there, no sign will be given to this generation except the sign of Jonah. Because Jesus is not, not for them to, you know, just, to, just for them to believe they'll, they'll do. His sign means something. Okay, the sign of Jonah is his death. 
Okay, like Jonah was three days and three nights in the, in the stomach of the whale or the body of the whale, the Son of Man will be at the heart of the earth but because He's buried. And lastly, independence, okay? If you're independent, okay, and you don't, I, don't need, I don't need you, Lord. I don't need God. You know, the, the Pharisee, in, remember, the, I think Pastor said that, uh, you know, the Pharisee praying, Lord, I thank you because I'm a, I'm, I do these things, I, I'm good, I'm not like these people. And yet, you know, Jesus said that the, the guy who is sinful, who is really crying out to the Lord, is, is more justified. Or he's actually the one justified before God. So it's important that we don't have that, <laughs> those things. Okay, we want to have a revelation of Christ. In fact, we need to have that, that childlike ab- attitude. Not little children. It's really not just little children. I believe it's you know the childlike quality. And in contrast with that, uh, with the Pharisees or with those uh, Jewish people or those wise and understanding, little children have humility. Okay, humility to accept, open what God is doing. Childlike faith and childlike dependence upon the Lord. You know, the Father wants to reveal His Son to us. The, The problem is, are we open, you know? And I told you earlier, it's really about revelation. We cannot really study it. It's all about God. You know, I remember when I was a new believer, or I'm, uh, I'm a Christian. Or I don't know if I'm a Christian. But I'm attending the church, okay? I, I, I read the Bible. And I think I've been attending days or months. But there come a point in time. I think it's very vivid in my memory that I was really... So, I mean, there's really some heaviness because I feel so guilty that I've been sinning and I don't have the power to overcome sin. And all of a sudden, it hit me. I believe that's the revelation of God. Why will I feel guilty? Jesus died for my sin. Jesus cleansed me because He died on the cross. Because of His blood, I am cleansed. I don't have to feel guilty. And you know, it's a revelation that, you know, I felt like something was removed. I'm a new person. And that's the revelation of God. That sometimes we might be hearing it all the time, and yet it's just come here and then go out from this. All the while, God wants to reveal His Son. And you know, it's, it's, the revelation is actually uh, growing. It should be growing. It's not one time, okay? I have a revelation of Jesus. It's a growing revelation. Like Paul, you know, Paul is one of the most uh, learned, okay, person. He's a Pharisee of Pharisees, okay? He's a Hebrew of Hebrews. He said that in, in Philippians chapter 3. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin, you know, in Galatians, he said that I, I advanced in Judaism 
more than all my uh, call that? <laughs> same age with me, okay? <laughs> I sit, I sat at the feet of Gamaliel. Gamaliel is a great Jewish teacher at that time. You know, Paul is, maybe he memorized the Old Testament from cover to cover. Those are the times. The, the, those Jewish children, they, they really memorized those times. But you know what he said in uh, what verse is that? Uh, Galatians 1.15 verse 16. Okay, can you put uh, Galatians 1.15 It says here that uh, but when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me or to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles I did not immediately consult with anyone in fact he said that uh, I consider everything a loss okay those things that people said that uh, you know make you good I consider them rubbish okay that I may know Christ that I may gain Christ that I may attain to the resurrection of Christ in spite of his brilliance, in spite of his you know, the passion, really. He needs a revelation from the Father. And then, and remember when Peter was, uh, when Jesus was asking uh, his disciples, who do people say that I am? And his disciples says, oh, some said that you are Elijah or Elisha or one of the prophets, you know, they, because that's, those people know the, those history, okay, because Elijah and Elisha were both great prophets, you know, they healed the sick, they, they did. And then Jesus said to them, how about you? Who do you say that I am? And Peter said to him, you are the Christ of God, or the Christ of the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, or son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by any man, but by my Father. In heaven. If I'm going to ask you today, who do you think Jesus is? What is your revelation of Jesus Christ? Do you really know him or you just know about him? All things, Jesus said, all things have been given to me by my Father. All things, Jesus is actually, He is the all things. Everything that we need in life, we can find it in Christ. But of course, we need the revelation of that before we can really claim, before we can really walk on the revelation. Amen? So, number one is revelation. And revelation is very important for number two, okay? There's, there'll be no rest. Okay, number two. Oh, sorry. Both number one. Oh, number two. Okay. Resting in Christ. Okay? 
the revelation is first and it comes from God. Okay, God the Father reveals the Son and the Son reveals the Father. It's very, it's very, when Jesus said that, it's very, he said that no one knows the Son except the Father. So if you want to know the Son, you have to ask for a revelation from the Father. And no one knows the Father except for the Son, okay? And, you know, Jesus, when, remember when, when uh, Thomas, I think, is saying, Lord, just show us the Father and that will be enough. And Jesus said to him, Did you, have you seen me? Okay, if you see me, you see the Father as well. Because he is the perfect, exact representation of his Father. So Revelation is number one. And number two is resting in Christ. And you know, uh, Revelation is, God is, I always say this uh, to the people that I uh, follow. God is a very practical person, okay? He's not, you know, he's not just a pie in the sky. He's not, he, he, he doesn't reveal Jesus so that we'll have those knowledge. It's not just information, okay? That, that we'll, have, we'll know that Jesus is that one, Jesus is Lord, Jesus, but there's really nothing there. It's just all head knowledge. Okay, the purpose really of that revelation is for us to know or experience an experiential knowledge, a heart knowledge of the Lord. Okay, it's not just in the head, but in the heart. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Amen. <laughs> You know, when Michelle said earlier that the, the Lord, we have hope, those grades, you know, you can't, don't pray that Lord resurrect my grades, okay? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> you have to study also, okay? But uh, he's very practical in a sense that uh, he wants us to really know him personally. It's not just we study and we know. Jesus wants us to know him. Personally, and that's why in resting in Christ, there are three things that we have to do that Jesus said there. Number one is come to me. Okay, come. Come to me, all who you are weary. And uh, the Greek, I, I put the Greek word diute because there are other Greek words for come. And it's, it's not really that the word is there's there's it's an it's an exclamation point okay there's there's a force when he said that come it's not just something that just come come on just it's like a command come to me it's the same word that he he said to peter and uh, john and they say come follow me and i will make you pictures of men and you know that's why i'm wondering when i read that they they left everything because there's such power when he said that, come. The same word that he uses. Come. And isn't it good to know, okay, that he's the one who, who is bidding us to come. It's not really us going to him. It's him. That's why we, we sang earlier that he's the author of our life, okay? He's the author of our faith. He began a good work in us. 
Okay, the reason why he wants to come is because he wants to have a relationship. He just doesn't want you to get that, that knowledge yeah, that he's the Savior. He wants you to experience him being the Savior. Uh, there's a passage in uh, the Old Testament that uh, parallels this, and it's in Isaiah. I think this is a very familiar verse. Okay, even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Jesus in the New Testament saying, Come. And he say, Come all you who are weary. I just want to say some words on weary and the other one is heavy laden. Because weariness is uh, something that, uh, you know, it's because of the toil, because of the work that you're doing. Now, uh, if you remember in Genesis chapter 3, when, when God cursed, you know, because Adam sinned, he, he cursed the soil. He cursed that it will not, uh, even with, with Adam toiling, it will, it will not be as fruitful. And, you know, that's part of that. You know, work is not bad, okay? I'm not saying that stop working now, okay? Jesus is saying that you rest. No. It's the toil because, because we live in a broken world. We live in the fallen world. And we ourselves are fallen. And because of that, we, are, we became weary. And I believe that all of us, that's why Jesus, uh, the, the invitation actually of Jesus is for all who are weary. But I think most importantly to those who receive that revelation because you will not go to someone you don't know. But if you have the revelation and then Jesus said, come, all you were weary and heavy laden, heavy laden. The picture there is, it's like a, sh it's a box that is put in you. And it's, you know, it's becoming heavier and heavier because of the things that you're putting, like, you know, th those expectations, those responsibilities, those duties that became too heavy. <laughs> and then uh, coupled with, the, with all those sins that you're doing, all the addictions, and, and it became so, you became so exhausted. That's the picture, really. You become so exhausted. Jesus said, come to me. All you are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Jesus can give rest because he said in his word that I am the Lord of the Sabbath. I am. The Sabbath is rest, okay? You know, we think that, uh, uh, you know, have you experienced that? You know, you're, you're on vacation and you think that, oh, I'm, I'll just do some, I'm, I won't do anything. Okay, I'll just lay down and pass past time, watch TV. And yet at the same time, you're, so, you're thinking a lot of things and you're not rest, restful. Okay, you can experience that. Because rest really is not, not, 
not those things. It's not physical. Rest is in, in our hearts that even though we are surrounded by a lot of things, we can rest. I think I, I did I put that verse in uh, Philippians that uh, one of the verse there is that uh, do not be anxious of anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That even in the midst of those troubles. You can have that peace. And the same thing with rest. Okay, it's not just, you know, just uh, do, not doing anything. Just, just lying on, a, on the sand. But if there's a lot of, you know, baggage in your heart, uh, you will still not have rest. So come, Jesus is bidding us to come. And then number two here is yoke. Take my yoke, zugos or zygos, and it's quite, I don't know, it's quite paradoxical or contradictory when you think that, Lord, I thought that you're giving us rest, but yoke is a picture of, uh, it's, a, it's a tool for servanthood. Okay? So he put it to the animal to, so that that animal will, will plow. But at the same time, a yoke is, is in pair. Okay? It's not just one person there, but there's a pair. You are paired to someone. And in this case, Jesus said that, take my yoke. We are, we are yoked in him. We are yoked with him. Is that good to know? And the, the, the good thing is because Jesus knows us. In fact, He knows us more than we know ourselves. That's the truth. Okay? He knows our purpose. He knows what are we designed for. He knows our gifts and our talents. That's why the yoke that He put is something that's refreshing. It's not weariness that will come. You're still going to do work, but have you, have you heard that... that, that that's saying that uh, if you just find the job that you like, you will not work anymore <laughs> the rest of your days because it's not really work. You're doing something that you love. And Jesus is, you know, when putting that yoke on us, He's putting the yoke that really fits us. No, eventually, okay? What's number five? Ah, five minutes. Okay, I thought that. <laughs> sorry, I was. I thought that uh, Lena is saying. That, okay, I thought round number five. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm almost done. Don't worry. Okay, uh, where am I? So the yoke is the, that God will put us is a yoke that will not make us weary. Okay? And the good thing is that Jesus will be our partner. <laughs> and you know, there are worldviews, you know, there are different worldviews, especially in the West. We are so, the, here is so individualistic. Okay? That's why Frank Sinatra is very famous with this song. I did it my <laughs> way. <laughs> but you know, the biblical really is community. 
He wants to be in a relationship with Him. And at the same time, to other people that are yoked with Him, to burden bearers, community like all of us here. You know, God called us here in this community so that we can, you know, help one another's burden. And you know that Paul Paul said that in his in one of his letters. For us to encourage one another to to pray for one another. You know, I forgot to mention earlier, you know, that's why we are we are we are here in this church. that's why we meet. So that we can have a revelation of Christ and through that we can have that knowledge of him and we can live in him as a community. And that's why I'm really excited every time I go to you know to the church and except when I'm going to preach, you know, I'm not really excited. <laughs> but uh Philippians four. Can you put Philippians four, six, seven? Yeah, it's that I may know him, the power of resurrection. I already said that. Okay, so number three is learn. Okay, learn. And that's, uh, and the Greek is manthano. It's, the, the, the idea is not just learn in your mind, but it's going to be applied. There's a change. Because you learn, it's going to be applied in your life. It's going to be, it's going to change you. Okay. It's not just knowledge that you're done and after that you have those diploma and that you, you didn't learn anything. But it's something that you learn because you experience, really. You experience the Lord. And, you know, I, I want to uh, just emphasize because this is how I really you know, learn how to walk with the Lord because, you know, God will put us in some difficult circumstances and it's he's in control okay and because what he wants is for us to know him really you know when we are in pain i think it's c.s lewis said us that that, that that he is whispering to us in our joy but he he shouts to us screams to us in our pain because he wants to to build a relationship he, he put us on those situations so that so that we will rely so that we will come to him and by coming to him we will we will experience this yoke, the heavy burden. Yeah. And by that, you will learn. After you're done, you know, I've experienced that. After I'm done with all those testings, I'm thinking, Lord, you, you're there all along. I couldn't have passed that without you. And I have a new, you know, a new knowledge of Him that He really is with me, that He is really alive, that He ne will never leave us nor forsake us. It's not just words that I'm saying, it's true. Because I've experienced that. And that's what God wants us to experience also. So that when we share those words, it's not empty. Okay, we experience the, the living God, the living Christ. We learn, really, because we, we are changed. Because the ultimate purpose, really, is for us to be changed into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? From glory to glory, we are changed. So my main point is already one. Uh, God the Father reveals His Son through the Holy Spirit in us so that we can rest in Him. And I want to close this in, in this passage in Hebrews. Okay, in Hebrews. 
chapter 4, verse 11. Okay, verse 4. Therefore, while the promise of entering His rest still stands. Okay, it's about rest now. Let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter the rest, as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. So this is actually uh, in the Old Testament times. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage he said, They shall not enter my rest. Verse 6, Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who firmly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again he appoints a certain day. Today, saying to David, so long afterwards in the words already quoted, Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today. And I believe the presence of God is here. He's saying today. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever, verse 10, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. In other translations it says, for those who enters God's rest has ceased from their labors. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fail by the same sort of disobedience. You know, the, the purpose really of revelation and rest is so that we will know Christ in a new and living way. Not just in some religious you know, pattern, religious way. Because He is alive. And you know, He is inviting us all the time to come into that, into His presence, into that rest. Amen. So why don't we all stand up right now and uh, close in the word of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that your word really is alive to those people. God, I pray that you, Father, reveal your Son to us in a new and living way. Lord, it is your desire to, to know, for us to know you. That's your desire. It's not really you being hidden, but it is us running away all the time. You want to have a relationship with us. You want to have a deep, abounding relationship with us. You know, you, you died on the cross for us. You give your life for us. And you want to have that relationship. You want, to have, you, you want us to enter into your rest. And Lord, my prayer is that uh, really all, all of us here will enter that rest, God. The words in Hebrews, Lord, I pray that it will not, we will not harden our hearts to you, but God, we will really listen to you. We will seek you. You said in your word that uh, you will surely find me if you will seek me with all of your heart and 
Lord, I know that even right now, you are revealing yourself to us. I pray that, uh, Lord, uh, I pray for those people right now who are, you know, they are weary and heavily laden. That they will really come to you. You know, I just want to pray for those people here. I just want to pray for two kinds of people. Uh, first one is, you know, if you really have not really come to know the Lord, you have really not really put your faith in Christ. You know, there's life is weary, it's full of weariness, and it's only in Christ, it's only in Jesus Christ can you find rest. It's only in Him there's hope, there's peace, there's life, there's love, and you know, uh, you know, I believe the Lord wants to, to, you know, to have a relationship with you. And if you're that person, okay, while everybody's eyes are closed and head bowed, just lift up your hands to the Lord and, you know, let pray for you. Okay, thanks. You're not doing this for me, but for the Lord, because I believe the Lord really wants you to have a relationship with Him. Okay, Lord, thank you, God. I, Lord, you know, you've seen this hands of those people that lifted their hands high. You know their hearts. And even right now, I believe that you are revealing yourself to them. I pray, Lord, that as they humble themselves before you, that you will really uh, show yourself that you are really a living God, that you are alive, and that you uh, want to have a relationship with them. Thank you for the Lord for that heart, Lord of humility, of childlike humility and faith. Come upon them, God. Lord, I pray that they will not leave this place, Lord, empty, but Lord, they, they will leave this place knowing that Lord that you have saved them, God, that you are their Lord and their Savior even right now. Thank you, God. And there's a, the, uh, another group of people is maybe you're, you know, you're saved, but you're kind of weary. You know, there's weariness because of all the things that's happening in your, your, as, you, as you toil. And there's that, that burden, that heavily, the heavy burden that's in your, in your right now. I believe the Lord wants to remove that burden. And so if you're that person, just lift up their hands and we'll pray. You know, we're, we're here to help. You know, as I said earlier, we're here to to pray for you, to pray for one another, to, to encourage you. Okay, so just lift up your hands before the Lord. Lord, you see these people's hands lifted up to you. I pray that you help them, God. Whatever burdens, whatever things, Lord, that weary their, their, their soul right now, I pray that you remove it. God, give them rest, Lord. Give them the yoke that suits them, God. And let them really come to know you in a new and living way. Lord, not just in dead letters that kills, but in spirit that gives life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we can come to you even today. Lord, we thank you that uh, you are in the midst of your people. Thank you that uh, you're not leaving your people by ourselves, God. You are always there for us, Father. We can always come to you. Thank you that you put us in this community that we can help one another grow in you. God, uh, 
I pray for one another here, for all of the people that are here and maybe for those that are also not here right now. Pray that you continue to really work in their lives. God, you know the plans and the purpose for each one of us. That's how, that's how amazing you are. That in spite of so many people that know you, God, Lord, you know the plans for them. And you are in control of our lives. So, God, we thank you. We give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praises. In your mighty name, we pray. Jesus, in your name, amen.